Ladies and gentlemen, I am the illustrious Innkeeper Freddy, and we are back again with yet another episode of the Innkeeper's Guestbook here at Union Inn, 1114 3rd Street Northeast, also 1112, 1112, 1114 3rd Street Northeast, Washington, D.C., steps to Noma Gallaudet Metro, brisk walk to uh, Union Station, and a nice, nice seasonal jog to the Capitol. In any event, we have a mother and daughter here up from, where is it you said, North Carolina and Georgia, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, and so the area where you, you had mentioned Warren, Georgia? Warren, North Carolina. Okay. Warren, North Carolina. It's in the mountains. It's near Andrew, North Carolina, right? Yes. And you all were in the path of the um, solar eclipse right. that yes. happened in 2017. Mm-hmm. And so another thing that you all have out there, besides mountains, is bears. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so much so that you're like, I won't say comfortable with it, but it doesn't like if I saw a bear, I like it would it would be the it wouldn't be the the highlight of the day, but it would be something that definitely would merit me uh, bringing it up over the course of the next month. <laughs> um, but for you all, it's just we see par it for the so course. often that yeah, we don't think to common. bring it up once a month. <laughs> Like, it's definitely an exciting thing. Like, you want to go home and say, I saw a bear on the way home. But that's that's about it. Like, it's pretty common to see them maybe once a month or so. And are they dangerous, considering how prevalent they are? They can be. I think they have a tendency to be more dangerous and protective if they have cubs. Okay. Um, they're more likely to come after you if you have they have cubs. And other then, than that, they, they pretty much... Well, when when they get used to people being around, like when people start feeding them is when they get really dangerous because they get comfortable being around people. And then like if you're trying to feed them and you don't have something that they want, then obviously you become the food. So who does that? Really dumb tourists yeah. try to feed the bears. <laughs> Wait, so so tourists are it's, the ones that It's do usually it. people so. who aren't from around like outdoorsy places who come in visiting and they're like oh how cute a bear and they think it's cool when the bear approaches them so they try to feed it because it's not causing them any danger at the moment but yeah like city folks mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> she said that looking at me like i'm gonna go try to feed a bear no nah, that's not happening um okay so um the nearest large city to warn is chattanooga right chattanooga Asheville, knoxville Okay. Um, in Atlanta. Everything's like two hours. Two hours. Yeah. So what are the cities that are like two hours? All of them. All of them I just listed are two hours. Wow. All right. And it's kind of like a, like Frankfurt in uh, Germany. How it's kind of like right smack in the middle. Because it seems like there are a bunch of state lines like right there, right? Because we mm-hmm. mentioned Tennessee, Georgia, yes. North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kentucky's right there too, right? No. Kentucky's further up. Oh, okay. I see. I'm, I'm geographically challenged when it comes to... <laughs> Areas outside DC. Well, I'm geographically challenged when it comes to Germany. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there you go. We're we're we're, we're uh, even keel. So, um, but I wanted to bring up Chattanooga in particular because you were mentioning that it's actually, uh, so, well, I won't say surprisingly, but many people don't know it's a very beautiful city. It's a beautiful city, and within the last 15 years, they have restored a majority of the city, especially the downtown area. Uh, it's really 
it's set up fantastic for tourists. Mm-hmm. They have a great um, aquarium. They have a saltwater and a freshwater aquarium, which are two separate buildings. Really? And the waterfront down on the Tennessee River is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Oh, so a river runs through Chattanooga. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The Tennessee River. Now, is that the... the the what I'm sorry, east side of Tennessee is the river the state line? Um, the river, yeah, I guess it would be because I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the river runs quite a ways, so um, it goes up through Tennessee all the way up into I don't even want to say because I'll, I'll have my state wrong, which state it stops in. Mm. <laughs> the river, okay, so there's Chattanooga right there, right. We're on Google, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. No, you can't see it. So Chattanooga is like right in the southeast corner of Tennessee. Correct. And is it, there's a Cleveland, Tennessee. Who yes. knew? Yes. All right. So this must be the, the yeah, Tennessee River right here. Yeah, so yes. it goes right through Tennessee. It's yeah, not really it a border. Tennessee. Okay. All right. And then so Chattanooga is there. Let's see where Warren is. Forgot the E. Oh, W A R N E. W A R N E. Okay. I'll be surprised myself if it comes up on the map. <laughs> there it is. Warren, North Carolina, and that guy is. Yeah, there's a lot of green around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like right in the middle of the park. Oh wow, they're like in it. That's something we call trees. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, go ahead, tell tell the tell the story. Tell the story about the big bus. Yeah, the big bus was telling us how they have an abundant amount of trees along the National Mall area. I said I wouldn't call that abundant amount of trees when we live in a national forest. But, it's like four trees yeah, in a row. Yeah. This is an abundant amount of trees. Hey, we we gotta we gotta work with what we have, you know. <laughs> Okay, cool. So, um, so yeah, you guys are basically in the Appalachian Mountains, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yep, deep in them. Deep, deep, deep. All right. So, um, Victoria, you are a nurse, correct? Yes. All right. And so, as a nurse, tell me some of the crazy stuff that you see. Oh, no, I wouldn't even start there. <laughs> uh-uh. You'd be here all night long if I told you all the crazy things I've seen in my life, in my career as a nurse, at least. Okay. I do miss coming home and telling Lexi and my son the stories. Mm-hmm. And you had mentioned before, though, about like how um, now I want to get too like political with things, but just about how you see the horrors of how people get caught up with the healthcare system right now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, she's she's just like yeah. I mean, it's just a fact of life here in America where it's just like you know. That's in a very opinionated subject. So. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, uh, so what made you want to be a nurse? Um, I think it's more or less my father was fire chief of Tampa and I went around a lot with him growing up doing ACLS and BCLS classes and teaching at the University of South Florida and I would help him go to teach the classes Mm -hmm. and just got very interested in it. So what is ACLS and BCLS? Advanced life support. And basic life support. So what's the difference? 
Really? You're asking me that question? I mean, in the sense of... Pretty self-explanatory, Freddie. (laughs) Basic, advanced. No, but I mean, like, does CPR fall under... Basically CPR and first aid and... And so what would fall under advanced? Advanced is more for nurses and doctors. So... Paramedics. So, um, like, a tourniquet or something? Um, well, of course, tourniquet, blood draws, IVs. Okay. Trauma kits, basically. Okay. I'm wondering, in the sense of, like, if you were out in the wilderness by yourself would this the that the things that you would need should an emergency happen and there's no hospital would that stuff be covered under bcls or acls probably acls okay would you recommend that just a lay person get acls certified no i think everybody should um at least look into doing basic with at least cpr and and Heimlich maneuver and things like that. You know, you never know when you're in need for that. And how long are these courses? It's just like you go for a day and then you get oh, certified. Yeah, or CPR is it? just an hour or so course. Okay, but the 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 advanced, it's like you have to come back multiple days. Yes. Okay. All right. Yes, it's it's one of the things that nurses and paramedics, doctors are all required to have for their advanced learning. And you have to have certifications. Okay. Now, to go back to bears, um, <laughs> considering... One thing you don't want in the woods alone is, is a jar of honey or bacon on you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I learned about bears recently that I did not know? They love sweet food. Really? Like honey buns, honey. Okay. Sweet. Like, they love the smell of sweet stuff. So, uh, yeah. don't take honey buns on hikes with you. No. Nah. Maybe. Or just tell me that there are bears over there, and and I'm I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay. Like we can, we can go hiking the other direction. That was top of my list for breakfast while I was camping. Honey buns. Really? <laughs> it's a joke. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Honey buns. Oh man, but bacon. Yeah, I would I would take bacon. Mm-hmm. And um, so you know, I, I went on a hike through uh, Shenandoah, and during the tour, he said that you couldn't build a campfire. And I thought that that was the craziest thing because everything that I've ever seen on television that involves people going camping, at some point, these people are sitting around a campfire. And so you mean to tell me that TV's been lying to me all my years? Well, TV has been known to be fiction. You I've sure? never been camping sure? and not I, had... I believed everything yeah. that I heard. However, I believe, and you may have to Google this, but I think in national forest land or federal land, mm-hmm. you can't have campfires. But in state land... Then you can. I didn't know that. So it, it depends on where you are among the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. So that's something I need to yeah, research because that's one thing. I was telling you, I want to do the Chasing Spring mm-hmm. where you start in the southern end of the Appalachian Trail and you hike all the way up to Maine um, during, like you start in like March or something like that. Um, and they say it takes like three to four months. Um, like get a dog, like a, you know, not a hunting dog, but a dog that likes being outside. They can smell like, hey, don't step here. There's snakes or something, you know, mm-hmm. um, and build a campfire. Like that's 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 what you got to do. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. That's... So tell me you're going to take that away from me. Oh, man. That's the it whole really experience hurt, of hurt. camping is campfire. Exactly. It hurt my heart. So another thing that people do while camping is hunt. And supposedly there are two different hunting seasons in Warren. Well, what are in they? Georgia and North Georgia. Carolina. Okay. Most states, I think. I don't know about all states. And what are those two hunting seasons? Well, there's, I mean, there's lots of different kinds of hunting seasons. Like, okay. you can't hunt deer, turkeys oh, in the same okay. seasons. But there's also 
different weapon hunting seasons. Yes, like you can't, that's what I was going to get. You can't rifle hunt and bow and arrow hunt during the same times of the year. That's wild. And what was the explanation you gave for that? Uh, it's mostly just because for safety reasons with the hunters. Like, they don't want, because there's different things that you have to wear. Like, if you're rifle hunting, you have to wear neon, is the way I understand it. So when you're just bow and arrow hunting, you don't really have to wear neon or anything because it's kind of a less severe weapon. So they don't want rifle hunters out there hunting and they don't see a neon because there's bow and arrow hunters who don't have to wear neon and then they accidentally shoot you thinking that you're wildlife, that kind of thing. I guess that makes sense. Okay. So what is your profession? Um, I work in a grocery store. Okay. Uh, have you studied in school to for a, a, a different profession or a career that you look for? I did one year in college for biology, but I dropped out. Got you. Okay. So, um, and you live in the you're the one that lives in Georgia. Yeah, Blairsville, Georgia. Blairsville, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Now it's Blair's. Oh, there it is, right there. Yeah, very close to Warren. Yeah. It's just on the other side. Yeah. State line. So the question I have is. It looks like when you look at it, it's a 2D surface. Like, oh, it's right there. But is there like a big mountain in between or something oh, yeah. right there? Yeah. We're surrounded by the Blue Every, Ridge Mountains. Everywhere you go in our area, like you cannot drive somewhere 10 minutes down the road without driving over at least a smaller mountain. Wow. Like they're, they're just everywhere. There's yeah. there's bigger mountains in our area that everyone knows. Like there's Blood Mountain and different mountains that everyone knows that are the really big ones that are treacherous roads kind of yeah. thing. Roller coaster roads. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah. But yeah, we definitely have to drive over multiple mountains to get to each other's house. It's like a thirty-minute drive. Rose yeah, and you you're like behind. right next to each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah, literally. That's crazy. Um, so it looks like Blairsville is in the Chattahoochee National Forest, mm-hmm. and Warren is in the Natahala Natural Nanahala Nanahala National Forest. So, within those national forests, are there any like hot spots in particular that people in the know go to? Lots of them. Too many to even name. I don't even know the name of some of the trails. There's so many trails. There's so many trails. I mean, when you drive along the the roads into the forest, you just constantly have openings for trails. And are there any, like, waterfalls and stuff, too? Oh, yeah. Lots of of them. But you really got to hike. There's probably um, at least half a mile to a mile, even a couple miles to even get to the waterfalls. There's a state park um, close to Blairsville. It's right on the outskirts called Vogel. That they've got a lot of trails. They've got a waterfall and the, like a lake. It's that's a really common place for people to go spend a day. Mm-hmm. And do people jump in the like? Is it one of those? The waterfall goes down into like a lake type lagoon or something Mm-mm. like the ones you no. see in Hawaii. At the bottom of this one, there's not really a pool of water, but there are waterfalls in the area that you can't really jump off of them because it's never really deep enough at the bottom. But there are some in the area where you can swim in the bottom underneath it but we're also surrounded by lakes so it's it's simple just to go over to any lake and Mm -hmm. jump in do people fish in those lakes Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it's not uncommon to see people swimming 10 feet away from someone fishing Mm -mm. okay a lot of tubing tubing is very popular in that area Mm -hmm. okay like the just like lazy river type tubing yeah yes Mm -hmm. okay yeah i like that that's i myself do it every weekend hey i don't blame you (laughs) And you have one of those tubes that has the, the holster for the beer? <laughs> no, I have to have a separate floaty for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they make floating coolers. They don't make one big enough. I'm sure they beer. do. I'm sure they do. <laughs> and I'd be one to buy one, too. <laughs> so how far? You said two hours to Asheville? Yeah. 
yes. up there? Okay. Asheville is also a beautiful city. They oh, have, Asheville is so beautiful. Um, Asheville is neat to see just because they have built more estates. Oh, yeah. And it's it's <laughs> oh, yeah. phenomenal to see. I know. Mm-hmm. So when I was, you saw the house next door. When I was renovating that, I went to Asheville and went to the Biltmore Museum. And I mean, I took so many photos. I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do my little interpretation of this. Uh, Biltmore Mansion, you know, the Biltmore family. Uh, I, I can't remember what they made their money in but they have this huge palatial 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 uh mansion out in nashville it's mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous and they built it over a 10-year period and they actually have a part of the actual tour when you go through where they explain like all the stuff they had to do yeah and that's their summer home yeah yeah that's crazy <laughs> that's that's just crazy so I think you told me that it, it's not uncommon for you to go like the nearest person to be three miles from you. Yeah. In any direction. At, well, at least a mile or so. Okay. Because you have a lot of, I wouldn't say farmland. There's just a lot of mountains in between people, people who own we, like we don't acres. Have too or... many neighborhoods like this. We don't have a neighborhood like this at all. Mm-hmm. Where it's just and, people and just more, out or all even the time. in Blairsville. You don't have a neighborhood that's tight knit like just that. just houses yeah. back to back to back to back like it's but just so uncommon. Have yards, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have houses with yards. Yeah. They're just not in downtown type area. They're Most people there. have yeah. over an eight, acre. Yeah, over an acre yeah. and plus. Yeah, that's nice. That's got to be so. Most nice. people, I mean, it's really common for people to have like hundreds of acres. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, that'd be really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, I'm zoning out thinking about like having like, a whole bunch of land because I'd really like if in, in another life I would I'd be a farmer, I don't care, I'd just have a whole bunch of land and I'd make the best popcorn <laughs> in the whole state because I'd grow my own corn and I'd actually know exactly everything that went into it. That's another well, thing that's really common more. is people gardening. I've got a little garden at home, really. Mm-hmm. So what do you grow right now? I have some corn. I've got some watermelons, some peppers. I've got three different kinds of peppers. What, what, um, what kind of peppers? Jalapenos, banana peppers, and something called a havasa that I've never even heard of before. But uh, I saw havasa. it at Home Depot, and I was like, let's try it. All right, let's see what a havasa is. <laughs> it's either havasa or havasu. <laughs> oh, hava. Yeah, H-A-V-A. H-A-V-A. There it is. Oh, yep, no. that's up there. Havasu pepper. It said it was like a sweeter pepper. Okay. Yeah, I've probably eaten this before. Probably. I don't know. Yeah. I thought I'd give it a go. So I haven't had one yet. None of them are ripe. Yeah. I've got tomatoes and green peppers also. Yeah, corn okay. too. Don't I said corn. Yeah. Okay. You don't grow these type of peppers like the ones that they just doused my chicken with from panda (laughs) (laughs) we uh ate at panda gourmet um dinner tonight um and i got the um fried chicken deep fried chicken with hot pepper dish and they basically just take uh chili peppers cut them up and throw them like probably no less than 20 chili peppers (laughs) and they cut them up you know dice them up and then throw them in there with the chicken and there's probably twice as much of the chili pepper as there is like the little chunks of chicken and it's very very hot very very hot very very hot and i'm not a spicy person so but i digress we will be sure to grow those for you next year and you. <laughs> yeah. since you enjoyed them thoroughly tonight. yeah good if you send them to me i'm gonna take them and i'm gonna i'm gonna record me throwing them at panda like here you want more pepper 
Here, take some more pepper. So, all right. Y'all ready for the seven questions? Okay. Fire away. All right. Lexi's number one. Getting ready. All right. Mm-hmm. Number one. Book to add to the library. Like, if I was going to form my own library from scratch. Oh, no. I'm sorry. So, I have a library downstairs. The one with the books that are all turned inward. Uh-huh. Um, so, what is a book that you would recommend that I add to that library? Oh, I see. I see. I see. Um... I mean, like, as far as books that have really stood out to me, Harry Potter. Okay. Obviously. Um, We read East of Eden in high school, and it has always been kind of, like, at the top of my list. Okay. Who's East of Eden by? Oh, Lord. Steinbeck? Is that? I don't know. East of Eden. Steinbeck. Woo, woo. Ding, 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 ding. You didn't even have to phone a friend. Um, Points for you. All right. You didn't have to use your lifeline. Fahrenheit 451 has always been a favorite. Okay. So of those three, mm-hmm. which one would you recommend? Fahrenheit 451. Okay. So what's Fahrenheit 451 about? Um, Like a dystopian future novel um, where they ban all the books. Like nobody can own a book. And firefighters don't actually fight fires. They create them to burn libraries and stuff. Like, they, the firefighters are burners of books instead of people who actually fight fires. Wow. And it, it kind of follows the main character as a firefighter, and it follows him in his revolu- revelation that what they're doing is messed up. They're destroying history. But Okay. Yeah, I think uh, there's a movie on Netflix about Yeah, that. yeah, there Okay, is. cool. With Michael B. Jordan, right? Yeah, I think okay. that's what it is. Perfect. I haven't watched that yet. I forgot that was on Netflix. Cool. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to check that out. Mm-hmm. How about you? Oh, I probably shouldn't give my opinion on what book I would add. <laughs> I read a lot of twisted novels. <laughs> Fire away. Uh, I read a lot of crime and... Crime, basically. Right now, I'm reading a lot of... Um, Dr. William Bass, he's a forensic anthropologist who created a body farm at uh, UT Knoxville. Okay. So I've been reading a lot of stories about those. But that his books are basically, he describes the cases that he has gone to and how he has solved murders and things like that. Do you think that part of the reason why you like those books so much is because you're a nurse? Mm-hmm. So you kind of like see... Probably because, of course, I understand the lingo. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Okay. So is there a specific book? You said it's a series that you've been reading, right? Um, it's not necessarily a series that's in order. It's just um, different ones that he has written. Um, I, I, I can't remember the name of the first book. Um, sorry, Freddie. I can't no, think of the no, name right now. What was the guy's name again? Dr. William Bass. You probably look him up and tell you the first book. Bass, okay. All right. Since you're so handy with Google. William Bass. Hey, all I got to do is put it in. Google does the work. All right. Uh, He has... All right, we're about to... Look at his. He looks happy. Um, Is this the guy? (laughs) Yeah, that's him. Okay. Right. probably gonna have to find type in books is it bone zones maybe 
Death's Acre? That's it. That's, yeah, that's the first one. Okay. Death's Acre inside the legendary forensic lab at lab, wait, forensic lab, the body farm. Where the, I mean, Dag, how long is this title? <laughs> Death yeah. Acre. Death's Acre. Death Acre is what it's called. Okay. And basically the body farm, and I'm sure some people have heard of it. Some people may not have. But it's basically where the, you, if you choose to donate your body to the farm, mm-hmm. then they basically do tests, forensic tests on you to determine how you died or how long it, um, you know, time of death, for instance. So they basically built a foundation for police and forensic um, criminology to determine times of death or if you were truly shot then you can tell that way or maybe you were stabbed or maybe you had a massive heart attack whatever so that's it it's just okay it's um not necessarily reading material for anybody and everybody but it's I'm, pretty I'm, gruesome but it, it there's a reason why you liked it and so yeah. there has to be something in there that people might connect with you know what i mean yeah all right number two podcast to subscribe to besides this one of course this is literally either of our first interaction with podcasts so okay so you're recommending this podcast right yeah yeah and keep your guest yes what'd you say i recommend your podcast because i know no other podcast (laughs) perfect (laughs) great answer all right number three something you didn't know you needed until you got it um i myself would have to say hearing aids okay Um, and so why hearing aids i got hearing aids because I was uh, born deaf and was deaf for the first six years of my life and then had numerous reconstructive surgeries, what they call tampanoplasty, which is basically where they skin graft my neck and rebuilt my eardrums. And then years, surgeries after that was just basically clearing up scar tissue, different aspects. Um, anyhow, so over the years, I... Um, could hear but I couldn't hear as well as everybody else I guess you could say or you know people love hearing um, and then over the years as I've gotten older it was decreasing mm-hmm. so I just finally decided well I'll go do a hearing test just to see how it is and lo and behold if I barely even made any charts on the hearing <laughs> test wow. so, <laughs> so my line like... was almost flat and set up and down just depending on decimals or tones and wow um, so I decided to go with the hearing aids and the hearing aids have helped tremendously I still struggle with some things especially people who have soft voices I struggle with Um, but it did help tremendously and I just remember coming out of the hearing aid place and it was pouring down rain and when I got in the car I kept wondering what in the world is that strange noise and it dawned on me it was the raindrops hitting the windshield and then my windshield wipers cleaning the rain off and that's you know, beautiful. that was probably the first time that I could ever remember hearing that. Wow. So I'm fortunate to say that I can honestly remember the first time I've ever heard um, when I was six after my first surgery. I remember laying in a hospital bed and my doctor coming in to check on me and I could hear his footsteps coming up to the bed. And he had brought me a teddy bear and I named my bear Homer because I was homesick because I was in the hospital for over a week. Wow. And I still have Homer to this day. <laughs> That's beautiful. So, mm-hmm. That is truly beautiful. And so, you know, Gallaudet is like literally right up the street. 
Um, and so I think you had mentioned that you in early age had done sign language, but then had to teach yourself how I didn't teach myself. Yes. In the early days I did learn sign language and mm-hmm. I did do sign language up until I was six, actually a little over six. Um, but once I was able to hear, then, um, my parents and teachers all, you know, said to me that you need to not use the sign language because you've got to be able to practice hearing and, and speech. I had to go through years of speech therapy because I, I barely talk up until the time I was six. So I had to literally learn to listen to people's speech so that I can practice it and learn it myself. Wow. Like things so, you don't even... Unfortunately, now that I'm older, I, I don't really recall any of the sign language. I remember some signs, but I, I wish I would have kept up with it throughout the years. So now I have decided to retake a sign language course, which okay. is what I'm doing right now. All right. So All right. Do you, do you, as you're progressing through it, do you are you finding it easier and easier and easier yes. like it's all coming back it's yes yeah i think i'm learning faster than people who don't have any knowledge or understanding of it that's great but asl is a beautiful language it's beautiful to watch people signing but yeah. it is it's very tricky it's it's really memory because you've got you know everything has a sign mm-hmm. and so it's, it's hard to remember that and some signs are so similar to one another yeah that if you're talking to somebody that's fluent in asl then they're going to be like you know, what the heck? <laughs> You're doing the wrong sign. Yeah. You know, like make is a, a very simple sign, but mm-hmm. if you go like this, then it's making out. <laughs> so. Wow. <laughs> she was basically uh, like giving someone imaginary Indian yeah. rug burn. I'm, yeah, giving you signs. Yeah, that's amazing. Okay, so um, where was I gonna go with that? Uh, yeah, you know, we got one of the things I love about this neighborhood. Love, love, love about this neighborhood is that you. It's extremely common to just have people that you see just signing like in restaurants at the grocery store walking down the street and Mm -hmm. it's it's just beautiful to me it's beautiful to me and um a lot of places around here are very friendly to them in fact there used to be a bar um over on h street a number of years ago um that had every thursday night they would have a deaf uh music night and so it blew me because i was thinking like wait but they can't hear really can't it's like well no what happens is there's music specifically geared towards people that are hard of hearing that is very bass heavy. And so they were in tune with the vibrations from the bass lines mm-hmm. and probably more attuned to it than I could ever be because they're kind of like feeling the sound waves, if you will. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, it'd be 20 people in this room vibing out to this music that's like very bass heavy. And it's like, whoa. Like, I had no idea this existed. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful thing. I remember that somewhat being younger and, and feeling the vibrations on the floor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember things like that. It's cool. How about you? Uh, mm-hmm. Something you didn't know you needed till you got it. Still blanking on that one. Okay. Well, we'll come back to it. <laughs> um, number four. Uh, this is a bucket list place to travel. So this is a place that you have been anywhere in the world that you would recommend that the listeners go to and add to their or add to their bucket list? Hmm. I would say Chattanooga is, is, like I said, a beautiful city to visit. And there's a lot of, if you're a history buff, and especially during the Civil War period, there's a lot of battlefield action in that area. Um, 
you have what they call a Chickamauga battlefield, which was the second largest battle after Gettysburg. Um, and that's a, it's a beautiful park battlefield. I should say it's not necessarily a park. Um, but it, it, again, that's for history people You know, not everyday people want to go look at a battlefield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I would say now, I think Washington, D.C., I think everybody should visit Washington, D.C. I mean, that's our fundamental history. Yeah, no, you're and, right. And, and everybody should grasp a hold of that. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, too, because you all have been here for six days now. Mm-hmm. And listeners at home, when I tell you that every single day <laughs> they went out and did at least, what, three or four things in the city. I don't mean like, oh, we went to Air and Space and then we went to the... Uh, Museum of American Indian and then the Botanic Gardens which are three buildings that are right next to each other you know they went to one place and then went clear across the city (laughs) to another place and then third went to another place completely across and then in many times they didn't take the metro they just walked and so you say what on average you walk like 13 miles every day Mm -hmm. yes man Yes, and one day we not only walked 13 miles in one day, we did a five-mile bike ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was when you went to the zoo, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so tell them about that. Yeah, so we started out, I don't remember where we went that morning. To the zoo. Did we start at the zoo? Yeah. Did we? Okay, so yeah. we started out going to the zoo. Um, the zoo was okay. We've been to much better zoos. <laughs> Unfortunately, the, the animals weren't in their exhibits. Half of the animals we wanted to see weren't in the exhibits when we went. Yeah, I think you might have missed the season where we have the panda. Because, you know, China, like, gives us, like, a baby panda. And then when the panda's ready to have babies, it goes back to ah. to um, China. And so and our, the last one was Taishan or something like that. Or Bao Bao. Bao Bao or Taishan, one of those two. And I think either last year or maybe even this year, early, early this year, it went back to China. But a lot of times when one goes, another one comes back. Uh-huh. And I don't – we may not have had – the return panda. I don't know. You didn't yeah. have the sloth bear. You didn't have the pandas. You didn't have the anaconda. Like yeah. half the small animal yeah. exhibit was missing. I, I was quite shocked to see that they had a possum <laughs> in one of the exhibits. That's something I see on a daily basis. <laughs> so that was humorous. Wow. Did they have bears there? <laughs> no, they only had the sloth bear and it wasn't in the exhibit. Wow. Maybe you went on their lunch break. I, I suppose so. I guess they were hiding from the from the guests. I, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, once we did that, Freddie recommended that we take a bike. Um, Freddie, I don't remember the name of the path. Rock Creek? Uh, Rock Creek Park, yeah. Yes. So we started at Rock Creek Park and went all the way down to... Like past the Kennedy Center or down uh, Arlington, to... Because Arlington, because we okay. went all the way down, crossed the bridge, went to Arlington and Ima Jima came back across the bridge and then yeah so and yeah. then turned the bikes in over there next to lincoln memorial no or jefferson memorial we turned the bikes in at iwo jima no we didn't mm-hmm. we didn't yeah and then we walked to the metro okay yeah oh yeah because we walked to the metro that wasn't next to uh, arlington it was one further down mm-hmm. that really? looked closer on the map but that oh, was a uh, lie. Roslyn? Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it did, It does look closer, but then from Iwo Jima, yeah, you got to walk like all the way and you yes. pass the Starbucks and all that good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Um, so, future guests, if you're listening to this and you're, you're just chomping at the bit to come stay at Union Inn, one thing I'd definitely suggest is that you check out the, the zoo. I mean, we do have some exhibits. Maybe they just were, you know, nap time or something there or whatever. But hopefully we'll have pandas next time. 
um, or let's just say this, if you do decide to go to the zoo, what would be a good um, 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 way to see the city would be to take Capital Bike Share, which are the bikes that you can rent. We have tons of docking stations around the city. And then just ride down Rock Creek Park, which is a nice little wavy path and everything. Mm. It's nice and serene and drops you off right there. You can either go to Georgetown if you want. You can, um, if you go the other way, I'll take you downtown where you can go to the White House. Uh, or if you keep going down the path, you pass by uh, Kennedy Center, Lincoln Memorial, or you can do like they did where at the Lincoln Memorial, you go over the uh, Potomac River via the Memorial Bridge and you can check out Arlington National Cemetery or you check out Iwo Jima which is the statue of the, sorry, the memorial where it's all the different soldiers that are all hoisting up the flag um, but yeah that's a really good way to spend a day in the city yeah and I always recommend definitely now that spend one day if you're able to and go to Mount Vernon because Mount Vernon was beautiful and it was it was a break <laughs> <laughs> I mean even though it was it was a ways to travel but we found an easy way to travel is that we took the metro the yellow line all the way down to Huntington, mm-hmm. and then once we got off at Huntington, we took the metro bus yep. down to Mount down Vernon. One, yeah, I'll take you right and there. So it was, it was, it was about thirty minutes for each of them, I would say. So it was about an hour. Yeah. But you know, it gave us time to rest. Yes. Yeah, especially when you're walking. 10 <laughs> especially miles a day. me, who is the old fart and fell yesterday and sprained my ankle. <laughs> yeah, for those of y'all not here, uh, she actually so. has an ice pack on her uh, left ankle. Yeah, I had to huff it and puff it around Mount Vernon. Yeah, but she's a soldier. Tell you what, she, she still walked. Even because, mind you, this happened like two days ago. So, even then, she still said, "I'm still walking 13 miles because I'm in DC and I want to see the sights." That's right, and I recommend trying a, a food truck if you've <laughs> never tried one before, which I haven't. It's a neat experience. Yeah, just make sure you pick the right one because some yes, of them are whack. All right, uh, number five, 50-mile detour restaurant. So what this means is if you're going between point A and point B and you happen to be 50 miles within this 50 miles within this distance of this restaurant, it would be worth your while to deviate from your intended path of travel to go to this restaurant. Alisi's. All right. That's, that's how you know it's good. All so right, tell us about Alisi's. That's not a restaurant. That's a bakery. Alisi's is in Tampa, Florida. Okay. Right out, I can't is it in Tampa. I don't know about Alisi's. I, I, I don't think I've been to Alisi's. South of Himes. Times. What air, what part of the city is it in? Um, uh, Hyde Park. Around that okay. Area. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm familiar with Hyde Park. Okay. It, I, I haven't. A, it's there, around but. Himes and Del Mabry. Okay. Himes. Yeah. And Del Mabry. It's called Alicia's Bakery. It's actually a bakery, not necessarily a restaurant, but they make all kinds of. They make Cuban sandwiches. Um, oh, they make a pizza that's called Conchata Pizza. Okay. What's Conchata Pizza? We're probably pronouncing it wrong. I'm probably pronouncing but, it wrong, but there, there's no like, there's no way to explain it. It's just it's a Sicilian pizza. Mm-hmm. It's like really doughy crust that's not really hard. I don't. And the meat is so good. This is a great sauce. It's just so good. So like one slice of that pizza is enough to be like a meal almost. No, they're, the slices are really small. They're like yeah, they're like squares. A tiny the little square. It's a rectangle and it's cut up into small squares. Okay. It's just the way the dough is cooked. But it's, it's not... one of those things you either like it or you don't. There's no in between. Okay. So. Lisey's Bakery. And you say what's that? It's called a cachata. I think it's called Cachata, Cachata. and I I may be pronouncing it wrong. Cachata. It's like C-I-A or C-I-A-T-T-A, something like that. that. C-I-A-T-T-A, okay. Sicilian pizza. All right. So good. I'm going to have to find out about that. Um, 
I would Google it, but I'll anytime I'll anyone ever drives out. up from Florida or we go to Florida, that's immediately the first thing we want or go to is. Yeah, I've even craved it before and had my sister mail it to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I. A sidebar there's a so i lived in tampa for like nine months right after undergrad and um there is this um jamaican restaurant called one stop jerk shop that's on howard avenue like the 2100 block just north of 275 mm-hmm. man it's so good is it man it's so good so uh, i'm just putting a little sidebar there for listeners at home if you're looking to eat somewhere in tampa definitely check out Lisey's Bakery and if you're in the mood for a good 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 Jamaican food go to the one jock one stop jerk shop just north of 275 on Howard and if you want good seafood okay then, you know a hop skip and a jump away over to Clearwater or anywhere in that area and go to Frenchie's Frenchie's baby <laughs> get the fried grouper sandwich yes get the fried grouper sandwich and there's a ton of Frenchie's over there uh, in like Pinellas and uh, Hillsborough counties, which is where St. Pete and Tampa are respectively. Um, but the thing is, is that uh, the Frenchies on the the bay, is it Frenchies on the bay? Or is it Frenchies on the beach? I think it's the bay. Okay. Um, there's one that's literally right off the beach. Yeah, there's one on North Clearwater Beach, South Clearwater Beach. Yeah. So I think I'm talking about towards St. Pete. Yeah, I think I'm talking about the one in North Clearwater Beach. Like when you're taking the road to go over up top to Clearwater, it's yeah. like right there when it dumps you off. Closer to the residential area? Uh, I guess condos and stuff? What are you talking about? Where the condos is, is more the south end of the beach. Okay. So where all yeah. the tourist shops are and stuff. I just know that when once, you, once you're at, you've gone far enough west where, to where you're pretty much, up, you know, say two or three blocks from the beach. And it's nothing to do but going north and south. Mm-hmm. You just go north a little bit and you're right there. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's the same way. Yeah. That's where you need to go. That's the best place. It is the best place. I'm telling you. All right. Number six. Uh, number one, skill. This is uh, something that is your honed craft. So over the years, you've worked and worked and worked at something. And this is what you feel like, hey, I, I do this the best. I think for me, and it's almost embarrassing to even say that I can pick small objects up with my toes. <laughs> Now, would that be your skill or your talent? Both. Because talent. <laughs> uh, yeah, because um, number of talent is something that you're uh, something you have an innate proficiency at doing, and that's question number seven. I'm going to tie those two in together. It's a talent that I have, but it's also a skill depending on what I'm picking up. <laughs> there you go. That's that's actually funny. So is it like it's it's just like I'm it's, looking at you. I'm looking at your toes now. I know. It's now. like it's I have little chimpanzee toes or something. <laughs> Just wrap them around things. And you're able to pick up like... It's like a family trait though because my father did it. Really? I do it. My son does it probably better than any of us. Mm-hmm. They're really great at pinching people with their toes, which yeah. is disgusting Very and painful disgusting. at the Very same disgusting. time. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like, how do you even put yourself in a position to pinch somebody? <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I can't even... Oh man! Wow. Okay. I can't even show you, but as soon as she sees my feet coming towards her, she starts panicking. That's beautiful. You should you should like put that on YouTube. Like you're just picking up stuff with your feet, I'm telling you you get like a gazillion views. Oh no, I wouldn't. Those people who eat with their feet get the gazillion views. Okay, you can work up to that, right? Oh, I'll pass. Learn how to limits. use chopsticks with your feet. I have limits. For it. <laughs> All right. How about you? Um, 
honed craft customer service okay <laughs> that's good that's been a challenge okay that's patience patience a honed craft hey that's a very good honed craft to have really it'll serve you well in life all right and number one talent i guess you've already said yours so i don't know i like doodling i've always been fairly good at doodles okay did you doodle in the guest book yes yeah yes we love she pictures did. by the way so if you, she you drew stay the with lincoln us. memorial Say, say again? She drew the Lincoln Memorial. Oh, right. She even drew a little figure of Lincoln sitting there. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, we also have a guest book over in the other house, too. And, um, yeah, people, the, like, it's. It, I feel like we've had some really good drawers come in. And so we had one person that drew, like, the um, Lincoln the Memorial. Yeah, no, I'm talking about the Capitol. The, the Capitol, Capitol yeah, with bad. the fireworks was good. Yeah, that was really good. And then um, we had somebody else that drew. So they were from New York. They were coming down from New York. And so they used the whole page to like New York to D.C. And they had like, you know, the Brooklyn Bridge or whatever on one side. And then they had the uh, Capitol building and the monument. I was like, wow, like people are really taking this serious. I'm like, yes, this is good, man. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I guess that's about it. Um, is there anything you want to plug? Like, guys have Instagram or Twitter or anything you want people to follow? <laughs> I barely even know what Instagram and Twitter is. So, <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been yet another edition of the Innkeeper's Guestbook. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next time. Farewell. <laughs>